You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to Orange and Blue Blood, hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. But I want to wrap this show here talking about... Um, some of these storylines that happened outside of the Knicks curfew. And some of them, I think, are related. So you had upsets uh, and injuries that were the key storylines for the first weekend of the NBA playoffs. The Lakers and Clippers uh, and the Heat joined the Knicks as lower seeds to take game one of their respective playoff series now. Uh, I think for two of those teams, there was a big injury reason as to why they helped get these Ws. So um, in game one, Giannis Antetokounmpo, he goes out with a back contusion in the first half. He took a hard fall on the charge, and there's a whole conversation now about whether or not, you know, charges need to be outlawed in the NBA, which seems a little extreme to me. But Giannis goes out of game one. He tries to come back. He can't go. Heat get that win. Meanwhile, in that same series, in a game, excuse me, Tyler Hero uh, dies for a loose ball, breaks two fingers in his right hand, and now he is done for the series. He's going to be out. For the six weeks, uh, I thought it was quite ironic that, you know, we know Tyler Hero is a shooter. He likes to get it up. And the guy broke two fingers. And first time he got the ball, he was still jacking it up. He was in excruciating pain trying to shoot a three with broken fingers. But that just shows you his mentality. Um, he's a, a a shoot first and a absolute, uh, you know, he's absolute assassin when it comes to offense. So it, regardless of broken hand, broken finger, he's going to get his shots up. So um, unfortunately, he got hurt in that series. So he's going to be out for the six weeks. So. Giannis goes out in game one, back contusion. Hero breaks two fingers on his right hand. He's done for the series. Won't be back at least for a month. So, I mean, you know, who knows when we'll see him. Meanwhile, in the Grizzlies' loss to the Lakers, John Morant injures his right hand, fall, taking a fall, driving to the basket. X-rays were negative on that hand, but he was talking about how he really could not use it, could not move it, and um, was very uh, pessimistic about kind of where he was in terms of his health moving forward in this series. So when we talk about um, the most significant injury of all these three, the Giannis one is very, very interesting because that is a series that I gave the Miami Heat zero percent chance to win. I thought that that would be either a sweep or a gentleman's sweep. I thought that the Heat had been kind of playing with their food for way too long in the season, and then they were trying to kind of like ramp it up when it was far too late. We saw how they looked coming down the stretch. We saw how they looked in the first playing game when they got dominated by the Hawks. And we saw how they look for most of that game that they played against the Bulls, where they kind of need a, a fourth quarter comeback to get their way into the playoffs at home. So credit to them. They definitely came out with the right energy and, and the right mentality to start game one. But I still thought that they weren't going to win that game in game one if Giannis plays the, the entire way and isn't healthy. Giannis is a really tough, tough gun. Like, he's not somebody that's going to – not go out there he, he, if he can't go. So the fact that he couldn't come back in that game was, I think, a really bad sign for the Bucks. And if there's no Giannis in the series, it's 
it's to me open season in terms of who could win that series. Like this isn't a, a series where I feel like the Heat are going to be so outmanned, even with Tyler Hero being out of this series in a, in a series against the the Bucks. I mean, Giannis is the best player in the NBA. You had a lot of the you know players who suffered injuries or teams that suffered injuries saying, "Hey, man, it's just next man up." You can't next man up Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> you know, there's certain guys that you just it's not you can't say that for. And losing who the guy who I think is the best player in the NBA is a crucial loss. And I think it's significant not just for the rest of these playoffs potentially if he can't go or if he's at 50% or 60% trying to play through that back injury. It's it's significant for the Knicks because the Knicks did win game 1. You don't want to look too far ahead because you're trying to just make sure you take care of Cleveland. But I got to be honest like if the Knicks get past Cleveland, and you're talking about playing the Bucks with a either Gimpy or not available Giannis Antetokounmpo, or you're talking about playing against the Miami Heat without Tyler Hero, I think the Knicks wash both of those teams. I don't think that I think the Knicks will come in as heavy favorites. And now, of course, the Knicks guys are healthy, and we gotta hope that they don't face a, a, a war of attrition in these next few games. But if you're talking about the Knicks playing against the Heat and the Bucks compromise in that major way. The Knicks got a pathway to definitely the Eastern Conference Finals. And I think I would argue they have a pathway to the NBA Finals. I think I've said from March, maybe late February, definitely I think around March, I think that they match up really well with Boston. I think they match up pretty well with Philly. It's not the easier match of the two, I think. But I think they match up pretty well. They've played both those teams well throughout the regular season. I would not say the Knicks are favored, but if they get – the Bucs without Giannis or the Heat without Hero, the Knicks have a chance to go to the NBA Finals. That is a reality coming into uh, these playoffs. So, you know, of course, it's, it's injuries. You never want to wish injuries. I want these guys all to be 100%. But it's just it's just the reality of the situation. If that is what we're dealing with, with Giannis having to maybe miss games or not be 100%, or, you know, Hero is definitely going to be out, then things change in terms of the Knicks ceiling for this season. And, you know, for Knicks fans, I know that's going to be Really exciting. I think when it comes to the jaw and, and the Grizzlies injury, I, I I told Tommy on this show, and maybe I got to eat a lot of crow after the Lakers had no chance in this series. I thought people saying that the Lakers were a title contender, were uh, living in a fantasy world. Uh, maybe it was me who was living in a fantasy world. I don't know. I don't know because I thought that they would have uh, much more problems with the Grizzlies and their athleticism in game one. That was not the case. The Grizzlies had a tough time guarding. Uh, in a way that surprised me, the Grizzlies are usually a really good defensive team, but Austin Reeves was doing work. Rui Hachimura was doing work. It wasn't even LeBron and AD killing them in this in this series. So if those guys are going to be able to be comfortable in this series, Grizzlies could be in a lot of trouble. So not having John Moran potentially for the rest of the series, I know they've been comfortable winning without him, but it's a lot different when you talk about not having John Moran while also not having Steven Adams, not having Brandon Clark, like – at a certain point, you just can't survive all these injuries. So I had major concerns for the um, Memphis Grizzlies moving forward. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But um, I want to say just my last few biggest takeaways from the from the uh, we first weekend of the playoffs outside of the Knicks and outside of the injuries. Um, number one, I think Denver made a real statement on Sunday night against Minnesota. 
it's not that Minnesota was a team I thought really could give them too many problems, but I think the great sign from Denver was to see how Jamal Murray and Michael Porter played, especially Jamal Murray. Because to me, Jamal Murray may be the biggest X factor in the entire Western Conference playoffs because not a lot of people were respecting the Denver Nuggets as a one seed. I think a lot of that is because they did not finish the season all that well. And they've had some postseason struggles. But what's interesting to me is how the Nuggets have been, kind of turned into this team that nobody believes in in the playoffs, even though Jokic and Murray and this nucleus made their name in the playoffs. Like, their big run and these guys kind of coming into the, the, the mainstream for most of the basketball world was in the bubble. And it was during that great playoff one they were run. They were down 3-1 to the Utah Jazz, Donovan Mitchell at that time, who was having these monster games, and they came back and won that series. They were then um, down 3-1 to the Los Angeles Clippers, a team that a lot of people thought was going to win the NBA championship in the bubble. And they came back from three straight double-digit deficits to win that series. And they competed against Lakers. They didn't win. I think they only won one game. They might have won and lost in five. But um, they competed tough against the Lakers. And he said, wow, this young team showed up, and they were ready to play in the playoffs. They weren't afraid of the moment. And then, you know, the next year they lose to the Suns and Suns and four guy, you know, becomes a viral meme. And then, you know, last year you don't have Murray, you don't have uh, uh, Michael Porter. And, you know, you get stomped out by the Warriors who win the, win the championship. Now all of a sudden it's Nuggets aren't a real playoff contender. Seems a little harsh to me, but what you saw from Jamal Murray, and if you remember how he played in the uh, bubble, he was a superstar. And he looked a little bit like that in that game one against Minnesota. If the Nuggets are going to get bubble Jamal Murray in this playoffs, Nuggets are going to the finals. That That's clear. I didn't pick them because I didn't think that we'd get Murray playing at that high level. But he looked so locked in, so ready to go. That was the late game, so maybe it's the storyline that a lot of other people aren't talking about. But I watched that game, and I said, that is a very, very good sign for the Denver Nuggets moving forward. So that's one big storyline. And the other big storyline is, you know, the team that I did have going to the NBA Finals and winning the championship is the Suns losing game one. And you say, I mean, the Clippers were a team that people were dismissing, I thought, in the series, because I know they don't have Paul George, but Ty Lue is a really good playoff coach. He's really good with with uh, he's really good with adjustments. He's really good with game planning. And he's really good at also getting his team to believe they could do the impossible. Of course, we saw what they did. Um, when he was coaching the Cavs, when they were down 3-1 to the Warriors, coming back to win the NBA Finals, first team to ever do that in NBA history, to win a Finals after being down 3-1. I really think that the Suns are going to have a series. I thought they were going to have a series. I thought it was going to be tricky. But I think what was a great sign for them was Kawhi Leonard turned into Toronto Kawhi Leonard. Um, he turned into that playoff terminator that we've seen him be throughout multiple times throughout his career. And if you have him being able to outplay both KD and Devin Booker, which is just not out of the realm of possibility. Like, that's the thing about him is that he's so great that when he's right and he's healthy, he's um, in shape and ready to go. And, and I mean, in shape, I mean, like, you know, in fit form, not necessarily he's out of shape, but, you know, he, he plays so expiringly sometimes. He's just not in the right conditioning, not in the right uh, rhythm to, to play at a high level. But if he's going to play at that level, which we know he's capable of, Clippers absolutely have a shot to win that series because they're very deep. They have a lot of guys to contribute. You, you kind of can't take away one or two guys in that team. You got to try to take away Kawhi. But after that, anybody could hurt you. So you got a Suns team that has zero depth. Their bench is maybe the worst bench left in the postseason. Um, 
Clippers are going to have a fighting chance in that series. And I, I think that I wasn't surprised that they won game one, but I think that a lot of other people are. And for a Suns team that's trying to kind of figure it out on the fly, this is going to be a very tough team to figure it out on the fly. I think they'll, I think they'll still win the series. And I think that this will be a great experience for them playing against such a good team. such a well-coached team in the first round, but man, that was a, a tough loss to have. Um, so, so I think that the Clippers, that was a big storyline as well. And another storyline, I mean, Eastern Conference playoffs, man. I mean, we'll see how the rest of these series go, but I mean, the Celtics and the Sixers are going to walk to the second round. I mean, I think you're looking at maybe two sweeps. That's how uh, unimpressive the Nets and the Hawks were in their first round. They look completely overmatched. Uh, maybe the Hawks can figure out a game in Atlanta and get one. I didn't think the Nets would win a game in this series, and there was nothing I saw in game one to make me think that. So uh, I think we're definitely getting Celtics and Sixers. There's no question about that. For both of those teams, I think it's a matter of, like, wanting to make sure that you beat these teams as quickly as possible so that you don't have to deal with the other team getting more rest of you. That is, that, that is where you are right now when it comes to uh, that uh, playoff matchup. Pending.